Hey, how about you not bump into me, you bozo? Wait a minute, I know you. Yeah, you're that yes. guy. You're that guy from that radio show. Radio Free And so Brooklyn. are you. Huh? Wait, let me get a mirror. Holy Moses, I'm Zachary Scott Ferguson. Wait, that means you're my brother. Oh, hi. I, Hello. I, brother. I don't know what what's happened. Going on? Yeah, I, you kind of just woke up in a, in a weird daze. What's going on there. in the world? Is everything okay? Is Bill, uh, is Bill well, let's first, uh, is what are you about to say? Is Clinton still in presidency? Yes. I know he hired a very nice secretary named Janet Morrison. Mm. Yeah, you thought I was going to say something else, right? He had other secretaries. No. I don't even know if Mona Lewinsky was a secretary. Anyways, uh, we're a uh, two thumbs undecided. Thanks for tuning in. Um, my name is Sam. Ferguson. Well, what's your name, sir? Oh, yeah, I guess my name is Zachary Scott Ferguson. Hi, everybody. I'm uh, one of the hosts of Two Thumbs Undecided. I fortunately have two hands, so I have two thumbs. So uh, uh, Sam actually... Should we have named this show Four Thumbs Undecided? I was just about to say, Sam, you should have... Sam's the one who came up with it, and I always credit him with this name, but I, I realize this is actually a faulty thing. It should be Four yeah. Thumbs, but I will say alliteration, Sam... Worked really nice. Two thumbs undecided. It's T to it's t, it's two T to you. You can't go four T f- U. I'm confused. Alliteration. <sighs> uh, you know what I mean. T T U. Like if it was T T T, then we would be mm. in business. But I'm pretty sure there's. But that another... is a um. What is it? Um, what's the word for um? Condemnation. It's three letters together. It's a. It's an illusion. Or not. It's an illusion. illusion. Yeah, I think it is an illusion. No. Yeah. Um. Like whoa! I love. I love the Fantastic Four. They're such an illusion. All right. Anyways, we're getting. It, no, it is an alliteration. An alliteration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An, alliter- an alliteration is when there's three letters together. No. You know what? Um, no wonder I wanted to go into that coma. You questioned me too much. I just like to get the facts out. Folks Speaking home, of the facts, there's a I lot of uh, there's a lot of news going on right now. We took last week off because uh, I wasn't feeling it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be honest. I just wasn't feeling it. Also because were you sad? Today marks the beginning of um, no, I wasn't sad. I, it also it more so has to do with what I'm about to say, which today marks the beginning of um, Juneteenth. Uh, our new um. Oh. Our little thing where I'm, we're going to be interviewing uh, people, uh, various movie theaters. Um, and Tim from Syndicated uh, has so graciously uh, accepted our offer to be our first uh, person that we're going to talk to. So we'll talk to him later on in the show. I'm a little buzzed. Not, not alcoholically speaking. I'm buzzed as in like, bzz, I'm yeah. really cool. I think this is going to be neat. Syndicated is one of my favorite theaters in New York. First off, it's the closest to where I live. Well, there you go. Uh, and grew up in New York, in New York, which was for only two years. Um, but uh, it's also um, they play on, they play reruns. They don't play first. Uh, well, they play. Some, we'll let him explain it. They're they're a very unique yeah. theater. Um, Please, can you let him? Uh, my on a more personal note, right before this uh, show started. 
um, I'm trying to, I'm doing this project, Zach, and I've told you about this, where I'm trying to convert old tapes into um, digital files. I'm trying to make money off of it. Mm. But the problem is, is everything is so out of date, all these cameras and things, that it's really hard to find the cords and the things that you need. So I just got something in the mail today, uh, like a FireWire adapter, um, wow. and it didn't work. So I, I, I paid maybe $25 for nothing. COVID-19, you stinking beast. So, yeah, so there's a lot of news that's gone on um, uh, since we last talked, which was two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, we'll go over the news before we jump into the interview. Um, I'd say the one of the biggest things yep, let's say it that's together. happened. Let's say it together. Uh AMC, AMC uh, okay, you, you not having masks. Yeah. Uh, they said that they don't want to force people to have masks so they don't get into a political discussion. And yet about... immediately they got into a political discussion. Like people were like, How like that's stupid, I don't want to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like why would you do like just that's the problem. It's not a political thing. People make it a political thing. But it's just people trying to, you know, live. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're going to... I see it's it's tough for... You know, I don't even think it's tough. Like, literally, the people who wouldn't... The people who would be wearing face masks probably are those people that are annoying in movie theaters anyways... And detract and like kick people out to begin with. That is so. If they had a problem with it, they wouldn't come, and it would make the movie experience so much better for everyone. Yeah, but you're Um, gonna have those. Here's the thing. I I feel like there's those teenagers who are probably like you know, like really nice and doughy eyed. Like, okay, I'll wear my mask and immediately take it off and like be bad in the theaters. Yeah, there's no. It's 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 hard to enforce that rule because. You just have to have someone like looking around, coming in like every ten minutes, to check on people, uh, because it's I, I even I would take it off pretty quickly. And because who wants to have the this thing is is it's so tough because it's who wants to have the face mask well, on for two hours? Actually, you know? this is fantastic. They have to enforce the six feet rule, so that means that there's two seats between you. I feel like that's, that's three feet. And I hate everybody hates it when you get you have to have another person next to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like I hate like I hate like that person like leans over to the other person or like they're opening their chips. So honestly, this may be an, a great experience for you, uh, for me, because as fans of the show know, I hate going to the theater. Not the theater experience, but just everybody's getting up, everybody's like cramming into me. I can hear people talking. This way, it's. It's a bit like if they're two or three seats away from me and they're forced to, then that means that I don't have to hear their voice because I'm trying to watch the movie. And I got to tell you, Sam, I really want to watch Tenet in theater. Okay. Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan says it's a theater experience. And I believe him. Um, Sam and I were talking earlier today who kind of are the predecessors of Alfred Hitchcock. And I very much, uh, I was thinking that Christopher Nolan is slightly the new, um, like he's one of the newer Alfred Hitchcocks. Because though he makes these, like they're millions of dollars and they're super special effects-y, 
Um, his stories in a, in and of itself are very simple, but just well, they they capture you, kind of like a Steven Spielberg or what have you. Well, Steven Spielberg is not at all Hitchcock. No, see, I would say it's. No, no. I would say the continuation is Hitchcock, then um, Brian De Palma. Because first off, Brian De Palma like says, "I like I'm the only one that follows after Hitchcock." Also, Hitchcock or um, Brian De Palma was right after. Like he started in like the '60s and and '70s, so he started becoming big after Hitchcock had finished, and like right after. So that's why I think he's the continuation of Hitchcock because he says I love Hitchcock movies. And you're right, like you were saying that his stuff is goofier, which is true. Um, but it, it definitely has that same tension feel to it. Like it's all about the uh, you know building up to some kind of moment. Um, it's all about that feeling of tension. Well, what I think both is of them have what I think is and funny. then oh yeah, I think it's a continuation from De Palma to tarantino because i think Tarantino's not really he doesn't really talk too much about hitchcock but he does talk a lot about de palma so i think de palma updated hitchcock and then tarantino updated brian the, de palma yeah i think de palma, Tar- and it now has become what we call film bros <laughs> which is uh what has now devolved into what is the the continuation which is why i'm not the biggest fan of hitchcock of those three, I think De Palma's my favorite just because he's kind of fun mm-hmm. and he's he's kind of all over the place. I don't love him. His movies, but... are not, and they kind of trail off after Untouchables. He did a movie called Snake Eye that apparently was not very he's good He's not at, all. at least saying uh, like Tarantino. Did you I, – I mean, I knew this a while ago, but I'm just thinking back to it. Tarantino said that he is blacker than Spike Lee. Oh, yeah. I saw you tweet that, and I'm like, oh, that – you know, out of context. I mean, he said it a while ago, but like, what made him say that? And, well, especially he, since all the, the things he he grew up in a very very black neighborhood, and went to a very black school. Like, I think he just believes himself to be a black man since he was. Um, like, but it's just also surrounded. even more ridiculous because I mean, he's still very. There's white. so many things going on right now. Like, Black Lives Matter is huge it's june uh juneteenth today and um well they uh which actually new york city just is make next year juneteenth is going to be an actual holiday Hmm. like um which is good i had a friend um can i tell you a funny story and i won't use yeah go ahead Uh, not well it's not funny but a a friend of mine did not want to go to work today um so he called his boss and said Hey, do I have to come into work today because today's Juneteenth? Uh, Juneteenth, and oh his boss God. immediately was like, "What? What's Juneteenth?" And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Just come into work. You're you're not taking off." So my my one, a person I know tried to use Juneteenth as an excuse not to go into work. And was this person black? No. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> super That's, white. Guy. Uh... Not great. No, it's um, not. The other thing I wanted to, to talk about um, is Daniel Radcliffe has a podcast uh, all dedicated to trying to get stunt people to get Oscars, to be nominated for oh, Oscars. That is really important, people, people, because we tried, we talked about that in our, in our uh, Myers yes. thing. We came yes, up we did. with that. We came up with the idea... 
he got it probably from listening to the Myers Award. And if for those of you who don't remember, the winner of Stunt, let me pull it up. Uh, um, it was the guy who did, I think, a Star Wars thing. No. There it is. So the winner is, oh, I don't have it. No, no, no. It, I'm pretty sure it was um, Tan Tanoi Reed, the the person from Hobbs and Shaw. He's um, oh, the yeah. rock stunt devil. We could not say that Tan guy's name. Tanoi Reed. Well, I have it spelled out. Tanoi. It that's close. I think that's good. Uh, <laughs> that's close enough. You can call in. Um, but yeah, he won for us for the nice. Myers Award. Well, hey, so, uh, congrats on Daniel Radcliffe. He's also having a doublehead with now going against J.K. Rowling because J.K. Rowling says uh, she's well, she's going anti-trans. She's going crazy. Well, I think she's trying to understand. Like she's she thinks she understands the whole like the about trans people, but I, she's not coming off well at all. Yeah, and yet you read her she, books or like. You know, people read her books, and she's so, like, intelligent. Or it's, like, it's very well written, and you would be like, wait, somebody who's saying yeah. that is... I think she's just confusing two things. I mean, she's... Or not two things. She's just... She's trying so hard to make it about feminism, and she doesn't understand that this is kind of a separate topic. Mm. <laughs> um, And you can't really bring the two... You can't really like it, transgender is not competing with feminism. It's not like it's a yin and a yang. Like she thinks like transgender is like the enemy to feminism or to like what her version of feminism is, and it's it. It it. I mean, it hurts a lot of people, obviously. Um, so Daniel Radcliffe came in and said basically apologized for J.K. Rowling uh, on behalf of Harry Potter. Oh, wait, hold on. Hey, hey, Tim, you can come in now. Uh, hello, uh, and we're here um, with Tim Chung, uh, who uh, is with Syndicated. Um, thanks for for being here, Tim. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, what's your um, what's your position with Syndicated? Yeah, so um, I am the uh, founder um, and managing partner. Um, this uh, was originally my idea for. Um, I've had this idea kicking around in my head for many years. I mean, it's not wholly original, you know, I've been aware of the Alamo draft house since, you know, I've been admiring them from afar for, for many, many years. Um, just being from the East coast, um, originally from New Jersey, um, and having lived out in New York city for the past 15 years now, um, I've just been kind of admiring what they've been doing down in Austin, um, for a long time and just hoping and wishing that, something like that could um, exist in New York City. And um, in 2011, uh, Nighthawk opened up um, in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. in Williamsburg. And so I thought, oh, great. I'm not, I'm not the only person who had this bright idea. So it seems to be, <laughs> it seems to be an idea that is worth replicating. And um, definitely, it, it's especially in a big borough like Brooklyn, I think um, there's so much... Um, so many people and so many movie fans here that, you know, we can definitely serve um, the community and, and, you know, uh, with the, all sorts of different diverse types of, types of programming. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, so I live in uh, Brooklyn. Well, right now I'm away from Brooklyn for obvious for the COVID, uh, but I live in Brooklyn. Um, and I live in any, Pittsburgh. 
Yeah. But I've I've been to uh, syndicated. Um, once. But uh, anytime oh. I, anyone comes, I always take them to syndicate it because I live in Bushwick. So it's like people always say like, what, what, uh, what's there to do in Bushwick? And I'm like, there's this bar slash theater called. Syndicated. Come along with me. I'll show you a place. Yeah. So syndicated <laughs> is one of my favorite uh, theaters. Um, and we're no, also they... neighbors since we're you're so close to to Radio Free Brooklyn. Right I yeah. Yeah, we're just around the around the corner. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, it it's been a while, but uh, are all the drinks named after a movie, like a movie th- or like movie themes? I forget if that's one of the. Uh, things. They are for the most part. Here, let me pull up a a menu here. You know, um, we actually have our categories. This is an old menu. Uh, we're just doing. So right now we're just doing takeout and delivery because. Yeah. Um, you know, because of COVID. Um, but our, um, we have these, these are our cocktail names and the headers are all um, names of films. So you have Sugar and Spice, you have uh, Velvet Goldmine, um, Spirited Away, Spirited Away uh, Old School, Cinema Paradiso, and Frozen 2, like yeah. sequel to Frozen. <laughs> why not? Also, Drag Me to Hell. He has one on Drag Me to Hell. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Did I I think, has that been on there? Because I think I was going to get it um, when I was there. The Drag Me to Hell now, it's a few years old now. Yeah, that's actually, you know, we try to, we uh, rotate our cocktails every, um, twice a year. Not quite easily. So twice a year. Um, And uh, that one has stayed on for a few few rounds now so that that's uh that's sort of a, a long uh kind of a a favorite of ours very nice i'm a for, huge uh, sam raimi fan so oh right on that one for yeah, those yeah, who, no, but... sorry i keep interrupting you guys no, you're um good. for those who don't know i just want to get people knowing about syndicated as much as possible uh for those who don't know about syndicated uh you're a bar like you're there's a big bar up front, so it's a big giant bar when you walk in, and then you do, uh, for the most part, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but for the most part, you do second run films. Uh, do you do some like what's the the film? What types of films do you show at Syndicated? Yeah, so we typically do uh, second run, or uh, we try we tend to catch indie films at the tail end of their first run. So mm-hmm. we sort of uh, kind of walk this fine line. Um, if you see like, uh, for example, like we showed Parasite in January, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that movie came out in originally it was a limited release in October. So, um, depending on how these films, every, every film is different. Every film has a different release strategy, but typically, um, we tend to, you know, get these, uh, newer films about, you know, like two months, a month and a half to three months, um, after their initial release. Um, and we also do these series of films where we're, um, like, for example, we'll do like a week on Sam Raimi movies or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, um, if, uh, a, a more recent example would be like, we, we showed Knives Out and alongside Knives Out, we would do, um, other like, um, films that are in the same vein. So obviously, of course, we showed Clue, uh, we showed Ryan Johnson's, uh, debut film, Brick, mm-hmm. um, so whenever we're showing these films, we try to program a, uh, alongside, um, you know, uh, things that are like thematically uh, related to what what is uh, what the new film that we're showing. 
you also have the two movies I was, playing I was outside. Just, yeah. Like, who are those chosen to be to work with the movies that are playing in the actual theater? Those are the, I mean, they're not, you can't really hear it too well. It's more of just for the ambiance, but uh, how are those chosen? Those right, movies? right. So not always. If that mm-hmm. does happen, that's uh, like a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sometimes, like we have a, um, a playlist of, I mean, I want to say like over a thousand films that play out there that just play on like repeat and rotate. Um, and by some miracle, if, you know, we're showing a movie in here that is somehow related to the movie out there, just like probability wise, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we do have some clever bartenders who uh, are like, Oh, they're, we're, they're showing uh, this movie. They're about to get out of this movie. Let's, let's put this movie on. So, you know, some, some people that that's on them. It's like the, they control the music and they control, they, they DJ the music and they DJ the, the film out there as well. So as an example, the one time I came, I was truly in like enthralled. Um, I would have kept getting drinks, but it was late in the night. There were two movies going on and the two movies that were going on were mother and toy story two. And I think Sam told me that you guys do play movies that make like, there is a correlation. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> you might, you must've been messing with me. I was totally thinking, messing with you. I, I had too seen many dragon hells yeah. at that point. So I, can, just, I, can I ask what the correlation between Mother and Toy Story 2 would be? I don't well, think I, that was the two movies. It, I was Devin, it, was, it was definitely Mother because I remember I was seeing, you know. Which Mother? Um, there's there's multiple movies. There's the Darren Aronofsky movie. Okay. Yeah, because um, there's that one. There's the Bong Joon-ho. Is that called Mother? That, that is Mother, but no that exclamation is, point. Oh, yeah, this, yeah um so Um, i I was thinking like like your own opinion what do you like if you had to think just off the top of your head what do you think that correlation would be between mother right that's the one with exclamation point right yeah right and toy story 2 so if someone did come up to you and said hey how do these connect yeah how would bullshit your way out of that yeah. Oh wow! Uh, you're putting me on the spot. So, gosh, I hadn't seen I haven't seen Toy Story two in a while. So now let's talk about let's talk this through. What's that movie about? So you have um, a it doesn't Woody uh, go to some sort of like confinement store? Like he gets he finds himself in like um like an antique shop, right? Where Newman yeah Newman Seinfeld is trying to like sell him for like a, a markup because he's a he's a he's an antique or something. Mm-hmm. Right, and he meets a bunch of other antique toys, and um, he has to, he has to escape basically these humans who I guess are kind of like the gods of this world, okay. and he has to escape okay. his own you know this this horrible god, if you will. And I know mother yes, I is wish, about religion or something. I wish I was a a more religious person because I feel like there's something biblical there. I think there's a connection between uh, the two films in in some sort of Oh gosh, I don't know. In a biblical sense, see, yeah, I'm on I the other. I'm the on the other. Well, I'm on the other end because I haven't seen Mother, but I know it's very. It's like <laughs> it's anti-religion. So maybe that's the that's that's what I would say is Woody is trying to to escape religion. He's losing his religion. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they actually have that um that song playing at the end, "Losing My Religion." Probably sung by Randy Newman. Yeah, Randy Newman sings it. Um, so back on 
talking a little bit more about (laughs) you got to handle a little bit (laughs) yeah (laughs) the theater um for right now uh so uh obviously things are going kind of crazy now for any theater um what has how has syndicated adapted to the times i see you have like you have a screening room on your website yeah yeah we have a uh virtual screening room um and we've been uh rotating those films out um we our initial slate we had a a, um a group of interesting films we had this film called uh, the wild goose lake uh which is like the chinese neo-noir yeah really interesting film festival yeah i think that's right um Mm -hmm. and then uh a white white day was another film um that we had put on there earlier uh currently we have um, Abel Ferreira's new film. It's like a uh, semi-autobiographical um, mm. called, I think it's Tommaso is how you pronounce it, or Tommaso. Um, and then... Uh, is that with Willem Dafoe? Had... Yeah, that's right. The one with okay. Willem Dafoe. Hmm. Um, and then we have uh, Josephine Decker's new film, Shirley, uh, where Elizabeth Moss plays uh, Shirley Jackson, oh, the wow. author of The Lottery, the famous short film. A short film, short story. I didn't know about that. Um, Interesting. And then, yeah, we have this um, absurd French film called Deerskin. Um, have you guys seen Rubber? Do you know what that movie is? Yes. Um, Rubber is about a uh, killer tire that comes to life. That one? Oh, no, I forgot it was called that. It's just uh, one day a rubber stands up and starts rolling, and then it can blow up people's heads. Well, don't ruin it. Well, no, that's that's. I think that's part of the tagline. But it, oh, yeah, yeah, that, it, it's weird. that movie is un, unruinable. I mean, <laughs> it's an unspoilable movie. Uh, but that director, um, he directed a new film called Deerskin, starring uh, Jean Dujar, Dujardin. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh the artist. Yeah. yeah, the artist. Yeah, so uh, Academy Award winning Jean Dujar, mm-hmm. Dujardin. Um, here's the. Here's the synopsis. A man's obsession with his designer deerskin jacket causes him to blow his life savings and turn to crime. Mm. Also <laughs> that starring, sounds great. Yeah, also stars Adele Hanel from Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> these are all, you yeah. can see it all on your website. You can... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There. Um, and lastly, um, and we have this... Um, essential viewing series that we just put on there last week uh, where we partnered with Magnolia Pictures um, and they have uh, three documentaries that are um, incredibly timely. Um, There's a Toni Morrison documentary called The Pieces I Am, uh, Whose Streets, and I Am Not Your Negro, which came out a couple years ago. Um, The James Baldwin um, documentary, super powerful. um, And we just thought, you know, you know, now would be a really great time to to watch these movies. Um, all of the proceeds from those three films are going to um, to organizations fighting racial injustice. We're, um, to be totally honest, we don't have a um, one organization picked out yet, but we're, we haven't, you know, we haven't donated the money yet because, you know, mm-hmm. the run isn't over, but once we do, we're going to give all 100% of those proceeds to um, a charity. Yeah, and it's only purchase all three for $15. 
just fifteen dollars yeah. and you get all those three. Uh, I haven't seen um, Who Streets or the Toni Morrison, but I have seen I Am Not Your Negro, and I didn't know about. I saw it when it came out, uh, twenty sixteen. I don't know, but um, I didn't know who James Baldwin was before I saw that doc, and now I actually just uh, bought like two days ago. I bought a James Baldwin book, the Giovanni's Room, or something. Um, great writer and a, a really interesting person. But yeah, the, the, that's great. I, I saw it as well and I wanted to talk to you about that. That's cool. Yeah, no, Baldwin was an incredible mind. I mean, he and an incredible person, um, mm -hmm. you know. I think, um, you know, look, now is a time, you know, as good as time as any to, to, to watch these movies. But I mean, mm -hmm. James Baldwin's writing was is so uh, prescient and, you know, um, Incredibly important. Every, everybody should read his writing and wa at least watch this movie. I mean, the movie yeah. is like 95, 95 minutes long. Um, it's, it's not a long movie, but I think it's, you know, when I say essential viewing, it sounds like, you know, like a, like a teacher ass assigning it. But really, it's like, I think everyone should see this movie. Um, talking about like essential viewings around Black Lives Matter and how the movies have kind of stayed, um, uh, and as important uh, over time and as like, especially how pivotal they are now. Um, the, I, I was seeing an interview with Spike Lee where he was talking um, when Michael, Malcolm X came out and he was talking about how um, it didn't get any Oscars. Like it, it was like his soul, it was, he put his soul into it. It was like his biggest film and it didn't get any Oscars. And I think sent Denzel did not get nominated or did not yeah. win. <laughs> That's um, and uh, Scent of a Woman, I think, was did better than that movie. And his 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 oh, response and Al Pacino was Pacino got the award for that. Oh, did he? Yeah, because I remember <laughs> it was his it was his turn. And I hate oh, I, I start watching that movie, and he's so Al Pacino. I'm yeah, isn't that, that's here. like the most Al Pacino film. He's so anyway shameful. His shameful. I, <laughs> his response was great though because he said. Um, like, he was like, oh, it doesn't matter. We don't need Oscars. Like, history will bear us out. Like, history will show that we're the better film. And he's 100% right. And it was, it was totally. a attitude, because it's true. Uh, I thought that was really cool. That's the movie, that's like a turning point in Al Pacino's career, where he, at that point, from that point on, he, he kind of becomes a parody of himself. Mm -hmm. You know, what was that, like, 90, 92, 93? 93. And like, every yeah, every role after that, he's just like doing what you know the the impression you were doing. It's like it's just like what are you, you know when actors get too too famous or too known for like a role and they just start to like Johnny Depp is a good example. Like after like the fourth or however many Pirates of the Caribbean movies there were, he just sort of became like more into Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, it was so bizarre. Like Christopher Walken, I think is another one. Oh, uh. Jeff Goldblum, I feel like he is just Jeff Goldblum. Like, you hire him to be Jeff Goldblum. He's not going to do a, I'm trying to think, like a big chill or... Trying He's to gotten so deranged now. Like, the most, the most recent, the, I don't even know what the movie was called, but I saw a trailer with Jeff Goldblum in it. And it was just, I don't even care what the movie, like, the movie was, I was so distracted by Jeff Goldblum just being himself how he is in interviews like he wasn't playing a character it seemed it seemed like he was just being exactly himself and 
I mean, I, I, I you gotta have those actors, I guess. Like, it's fascinating. Right. It works. Paid. You get paid, paid and um, you become that person. But so you know, uh, we all watch. You know, we have a lot of time now to watch movies, or you know, it's easier to watch movies at home now. So, Tim, are there any uh, movies that are kind of in your queue now that you're that you're watching or on your list of movies to watch? Oh. One's texting oh, me like crazy. That is, what that's is your going text? on? Wait, are those old texts? Yeah, I don't know what's, what's going, going on. on. <laughs> it sounds like a, an old Atari soundtrack. Yeah, I don't know. So, oh, so sorry. I'm not a popular man. I don't know what's happening. Okay, hold on. Hold Turn on. off your phone. phone? That, what does that even... That sounds like a beeper. Sound like a phone, yeah. What year are we in? Yeah, I... I, I, I don't even this. know anymore. Okay. It could be It is definitely... Exactly, I think I... Um, anyways, okay. rewind. <laughs> we'll just cut um, that out, right? <laughs> yeah. So movies. What movies are you watching at home? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I, you know, at the beginning of quarantine, um, I was catching up on all the, the um, movies, the, the in-theater films that I haven't been able to catch up on, that I didn't, you know, was able to catch in theaters. Um, Universal Studios, or Universal was the first studio to um, start releasing um, first-run films uh, to VOD for 1999. I think there was like The Hunt, The Invisible Man, and uh, oh, yeah. Emma. And so I caught up on all those um, back in March, April. I think that was uh, the Ben Affleck movie also I, I, have, I caught, The Way Back, oh. uh, where he plays a, a basketball coach. Oh. But um, yeah, the new movies, you know, they haven't really been there haven't really been a you know everything's been pushed back yeah and i think the the latest the newest film i saw was um the pete davidson film the, oh yeah the, the king uh, of staten king. island yeah that's being heavily advertised everywhere yeah <laughs> yeah that's I like the big phone. yeah it's like the big the big movie out i guess uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> right now um i thought it was pretty good um you know judd apatow's films tend to be a little bit black like they're you know kind of formless but then, you know that's sort of i've seen all of his films i know what i'm getting into so you know mm-hmm. I, I, that was i thought that was pretty enjoyable um i'm actually part of a uh quarantine movie club um with <laughs> that's way to do it so you know we watch uh two movies a week and uh we get on a zoom call every thursday in the evening and we um you know we just discuss the two films and they're all part of the same theme so which is similar to what we do at Syndicated. Like yeah. we, we, pair, we pair movies. So this is like kind of, you know, perfect for me. Um, and uh, this week the theme was uh, classic film noirs. And uh, I'm actually getting to see a lot of movies that I haven't, that I've been meaning to catch, but I just, oh, you know, I'll catch it next time. I'll, I'll watch it, I'll watch it, I'll watch it. And I never do. But this is like giving me the, the discipline to actually watch these movies. Um, this week was a great one. So classic film noirs. Um, the first film we watched was The Third Man. Mm, yeah. And the other one was The Big Sleep. Oh, I've never seen that one, actually. Uh, I, Big Have Sleep you seen is that, on... I haven't. I, the only thing I know about Big Sleep, of course, it's a classic, but it's written by the same woman who went on to write Empire Strikes Back. That's the one... Like, if you look up that, like, the writer... That's niche. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Wait, the, of Empire Strikes Back? I thought that was George Lucas. Did well, he, he write that? It's it's this woman and and um, Lawrence, um, the other guy. I'm looking it up right now, just Lawrence so I'm not. Kasdan? Yeah, I'm looking it up so I don't talk out my ass. Um, well, while you look that up, I have two more uh, two more questions, and then we have to. Oh, by the way, up, I, unfortunately. Oh, go ahead. I already have it. It's it's Lee, it's Lynn uh, Brackett, Lee Brackett, Brackett, who she did Big Sleep, a Rio Bravo, and Star Wars: Empire Strikes uh, Back. Wow, that's a strange filmography. There. Yeah, a strange trajectory there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that when filmmakers or writers or whatever, they just have things that just don't connect at all. And you're like, huh. Like the guy who did Chernobyl. That <laughs> name, you got, Oh, yeah. That is the strangest. He's like, it's scary movie four, five, Charlie's Angels, Chernobyl. Um, yeah. You know, that, that's what I caught during uh, quarantine, too. That was like kind of a fascinating watch. During, oh, I love like, that. I actually, go ahead. Sorry. I interrupted you. No, no. I was just saying how, how interesting it is. It's like, an invisible, you know, it was about the radiation in the air, this invisible poison. And this was, I, I want, we, we saw it uh, in early April where the, the numbers were just spiking in New York. And, mm-hmm. you know, to watch Chernobyl during that time, and when yeah. I tell people that I watched it, they're like, what, why are you watching that now? <laughs> and, you know, I got it's like oddly, I mean, comforting isn't the wrong word. Um, but, you know, it felt oddly, like, similar, like, you know, in a way that, like, well, it, at least our reality isn't as, as extreme and, and, you know, as, as that was, you know, I mean, that was, uh, yeah, that was bad. something. Yeah, yeah that, that, that I also, miniseries scared the living daylights out of me. And also, I guess, in that way of, like, you saying comforting, there was closure, at least. We're still in the mist. We're still on episode Three or four? No, three. That's true. Probably, probably like this is two. a mini series. <laughs> or probably yeah, an episode. Right. Yeah. I wonder who will direct it. Probably. Uh, what's his face? Who's the one director? Um, who? Todd, uh, Todd Phillips. No, 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 not Todd Phillips. The um, he already has a coronavirus movie out, uh, or it's coming out. Uh, Michael, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Yeah. Michael Bay really? has a movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's shooting a he's shooting a coronavirus movie like in, like socially distanced. I don't know. He's well. He also did a um, nine eleven movie like four years after nine eleven. So he's. I mean, I guess it wasn't when it happened, but still, he doesn't really take a whole lot of time to just let something be. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, talking about um, uh, what was the movie or the uh the miniseries you were talking uh you were talking chernobyl. about chernobyl i watched um uh the St- death of stalin two days oh, ago yeah, yeah. which is kind of on the same that is an amazing movie have you seen that zach i have it's by the same guy I did uh veep and uh yeah have you seen it? it tim yeah yeah i saw it in the when it came out in theaters uh ianucci is the guy's name yeah yeah um, that was i i love that movie and how it was so funny up until the last quarter and then it just took a turn and then it ends kind of funny too the way he like just shoots him in the head that was sad what are you talking about after he shoots it's so abrupt when he shoots him he's like comedians he's like all right it's over come take a look you know i guess that part it it was kind of but um so last question before we uh we have to say goodbye um 
about the the actual opening up of syndicated is there any any time in your head you're thinking you might be are you being cautious and what policies maybe uh, are you going to be putting into place for the opening up of the theater so right now uh we are on the eve of uh phase two which is um includes um outdoor dining so uh that we can start outdoor dining on on monday which means uh i mean it's friday now so hopefully by monday i don't know when this is coming out but uh on monday we'll be able to do, okay cool Sunday, yeah. so we'll we'll be able to uh put some tables and chairs outside um and obviously socially distance there's a whole bunch of rules that we all have to follow um you know have protective um uh, personal protective equipment on on hand we have all the um, customers have to be wearing masks and they have to be seated if they want to be served and you know there's a whole bunch of a list of rules that we're um, having to follow uh, movie theaters are going to be phase four mm. so um, what that means is if, if all goes to if, if everything goes well um, after phase two um, and two weeks after that phase three can start which means we can start having people at our bar at half capacity and then two weeks after that if everything continues to go well then we can open up our theater okay so the earliest that would be is july 20th um okay. so you know i don't know you know we're not exactly we're not the type of theater who's going to start who's going to show you know mulan or tenet mm -hmm. when it comes yeah. out so i think the way we're gonna um we're gonna um approach reopening the theater is um i think we're gonna do some throwbacks i think we're gonna do some classic films we're gonna do some films um you know that are topical that are you know that people are um you know older films that people are are seeking out again um that's sort of been our specialty anyway you know <laughs> in 2016 during the election uh season we you know we, we showed they live and the, the Hunger Games and Idiocracy and uh, Children of Men. And, you know, we're all like, ha, 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 I hope this is a joke. And we're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is all a joke. It would be funny if you, if you started, like, showing um, the, what's it called? The Apprentice. Like, you were just showing episodes of The Apprentice. That'd be, that would be sad. Oh, um, um, no. So, yeah, that's what we're, we're uh, as far as programming goes, that's the way we're going to approach it. Um, as far as, like, um, our policies go, yeah, we're going to have to, um, I don't know, there's a lot of theaters that are talking about um, doing checkered style, uh, checkered seating, so every other seat. Um, our seat, our, our theater is uh, pretty big. Um, it only seats 60, but it's, um, it's designed so people can, can spread out um, people have uh, you know they're not individual seats they're it's like one long banquette so people can easily spread out um, so we'll have to you know we'll be able to do a 50% capacity with people feeling pretty pretty comfortable I mean the, the rows are very far away from each other it's a stadium style seating um, so I think there shouldn't be a problem with people comfortably sitting um, pretty far away from each other feeling um, safe great well uh yeah, that's good to hear yeah i was gonna because i, I really don't under i don't i couldn't envision how theaters looked like how they would do it like if it was two seats um or one seat 
Um, though I have, I, I got to ask you one more question because it's just in my brain. Um, are there any movies that you, you yourself would go out to the theaters to watch? Like, you're like, I have to watch this in theaters. Any movies on the horizon that is coming out that you know of? Yeah, I want to see that Russell Crowe movie, Unhinged. <laughs> you know, I just watched the trailer actually, for that today. Like, what is that? A real movie? Actually, I do not. I, I heard Russell Crowe, and I just had to shake my head up and down as in a yes motion. But I, I have not heard this. Russell, yeah, you don't Hell really yeah. hear too much of him. I haven't even heard that. That's a good answer. What? Um, no, that's it, not my real answer. I mean, you no, know. that's a real answer. He said. <laughs> Yeah. I'm no, going to no, cut no. out anything you're about to say. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just kidding. You can say whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't think of any other films, but um, I mean, we got to see Tenet, right? I mean, what yeah. we got to see that. about, right? That's the, that, that was what I, that's what I was thinking. Like, that's the only movie that I would go out and be around possibly, you know, sick people. Of course, with masks and what have you, but. Of course. He's, he's saying you. it's the theater experience. If he's telling me that it's Christopher Nolan. I gotta go see it in theater. Seventy-five million here, if you will. I'll tell you what I have. I would. I would see again. Even one of my best times at Syndicated was when you had the the Cats showing. I went to see <laughs> Cats at Syndicated, and it was so fun. Everyone was so wasted, and everyone was legal. Everyone was older than twenty-one, but everyone was so wasted, and it was it was uh, it was a good time. It was a great. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, we love stuff like that. I mean, we like that's actually a funny example because that movie came out on Christmas, and I think we were able to show it like two weeks after that because <laughs> they were just like, we don't want this. <laughs> we can get rid of this movie, right? And you know, I, I was like, hey, can we get this as like a midnight kind of like a Rocky Horror Picture type of yeah. thing? And they were like, yeah, yeah, go for it. And then we showed it, I think, like every weekend for like eight weeks running. I was so worried because one of them sold out and I was like, I got to see this. And then he did it the next week. And then we, or I think we actually bought it like two weeks in advance or something because it was selling out pretty quickly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, that was a, a really hot ticket when uh, yeah. through COVID for sure. All right. Well, we have to wrap up because we're running out of time, but uh, please uh, watch some of the movies uh, that Tim talked about. Uh, donate uh, whatever you can. Uh, just, just, uh, support syndicated. Uh, that's all I say. Uh, it's one of my favorite theaters. In all it was of New York. a. It was a pleasure talking to you, Tim. Yeah, pleasure talking to you, Tim. Um, yeah, same, and, man. Uh, be safe and uh, be safe out there. And uh, thanks for thanks for syndicated. I guess for making it. You're very welcome, and thank you guys for having me on your podcast. Yeah, Fun. of course. All right, adios. All right. Bye, Tim. All right. Bye. Wow, what an interview. Uh, oh boy. That was uh, crazy. Holy yeah. Tim, great guy. Smokes. Goodbye, Tim. Great guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Um, bye, Tim. I was saying great guy to his face while he was leaving. Great guy. He's just standing um, there looking at you. Anyways, let's talk about... Um, it's not leaving. Some of the things we've seen this... this, this uh, The past two weeks. I've seen a lot of things. Ooh. Um, one of the things I saw, um, I mean, uh, just for the whole Black Lives Matter, I've been trying to see as many um, of the, mostly the Netflix, Netflix has like a Black Lives Matter thing, uh, like 
channel that you can kind of go through. So I saw 13th, which is the Ava DuVernay doc, which is kind of what got her famous, um, which is all about the 13th Amendment, which talks about slavery and how slavery has kind of changed uh, throughout the years and to mean more about uh, police brutality in prisons. And it's very topical and very on the nose with what's happening now. And that movie came out in 2016, around the time Black Lives Matter like, originally started. Um, that was really good. Um, I saw... What's another movie I saw recently? Um, you know, there's this really interesting doc on Hulu called The Story Odyssey of Film or something like that. And it's a history of film... But it's something that people like me would love because it starts off at literally the very beginning and it starts off with Thomas Edison and um, the uh, Eric or what is his name? Dixon and um, the Lantham brothers and like the very beginning of cinema. Um, and then it goes on like what was the first close up? What was the first like what's the first time that films were cut in a way? that it made it seem like meanwhile instead of like after like from a to b it's like cuts between and it's so fascinating because it talks about the development of film and it, it tries to steer away from hollywood mm-hmm. like the guy i think it's a it's a scottish um the guy's scottish the the narrator mm. or he's i think he's scottish one of the british isles um and uh and it, it tries to steer away from hollywood as much as possible and tries to bring it back to europe uh and it talks about women and it actually brought up a really great point about how up until the 30s like 50 percent of maybe not 30s maybe it was before that but up until like maybe the 20s most it was like 50 percent of writers were women like it used to be 50 50 and then hollywood once money started getting big and the talkies came in uh men started taking over but when movies started, it was very much men, women, both were, were making things and producing things. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting. So it takes a very like kind of redefining what was the beginning of cinema uh, and tried to make it not male American dominated uh, from different perspectives. So I really like that. What about you, Zach? Um, I what I've started watching this one anime called Megalobox. Um, I'm not usually an anime person, but I've always tried to get into it. Um, and this anime is, I really, it has kind of a cowboy beatbop, uh, vibe where kind of, it's the rough, like loner, but the whole thing is about, uh, this kind of junk dog loner guy in a a world of, um, high advanced boxers where like people who box are like encased in cybertronic arms. So the boxing is like. 10 times like intense and more precise. So this like really poor guy goes up against these mechanical people without any mechanics and it's all about mm-hmm. skill and precision. And it's really good. Mm-hmm. I actually am enjoying it much more than uh, Cowboy Bebop because it's telling a story. So I'm watching that and then on the movie side I watched the original uh The Man Who Knew Too Much uh, Too Much. The man mm. who knew too much um, from and this is the 1934 version with uh, Peter Lor- Laurie. And mm-hmm. this is when 
This is directed by Alfred Hitchcock, and this was during his uh, London time, his England, when he was still in London. London time. Exactly. Is that the song? I don't don't know what the heck you're talking about. Isn't it London falling in his... Oh, you're... uh, uh, London calling. London calling. London calling, and you gotta get back... I thought it was London falling. And you gotta get back to the place, to the London calling. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Um, Sam, good job. Um, and I enjoyed it. It is not the most exciting film. I, I actually am looking up on IMDb, and it's, it has a 6.8 out of 10. Uh, it's The set pieces are very fake. Um, and Peter Lorre is scary, but I, I need to watch uh, the M, but which he's in. But mm. the reason why I watched The Man Who Knew Too Much is there's a famous scene that i think tenant is going to use or or um do a, a a motif to or a um what's the word a reference not a reference but yeah. a, no what is it called uh homage paying homage, homage yes homage, homage to there's a scene the whole thing is that someone's going to assassinate somebody or the senator at a at an opera or at a uh, con at a orchestra and right when at the certain note is when the, oh, the shooter shoots the senator so yeah. these two other people have to stop it. You think Tenet's going to use that? I don't think it's that, but it, or like something about it because I I saw the trailer and just the way the trailer had orchestra and it it felt it had this I mean Tenet's all about spies and international spies and espionage and that's what the man who knew too much was is it's espionage and spies or like normal I'll tell you what. normal people becoming spies which Albert Tenet Hitchcock is getting was, Yeah. Yeah, he loves that stuff. He Alfred Hitchcock claimed that he, or not claimed, but I guess one of his movies from the fifties predicted uh, nuclear, like warfare. I forget which thing, but there was one of his movies. The guy had like nuclear codes or something. Was the um, the MacGuffin? Is that what it's called? The MacGuffin. Well, MacGuffins, I think, isn't the MacGuffin. It's like the. Oh, that's the, it's the that's thing the that's object the, that the distraction. Propels... Oh, yes. No. Uh, yeah, MacGuffin, um, also known as Red Herring. Yes, it's the distraction. Um, but the MacGuffin was this nuclear code or something, and I was seeing a Dick Cavett interview where he was talking about it. I'm not. Um, I'm not a big fan. I, for, that's another reason why I was not a big fan of a lot of or like his older stuff. Or I'm not a big fan very of like formulaic. Nor, yeah, and and they're not like surprised whenever people become spies. They're like, oh, I think I should. Uh, should take this to the embassy, and then they have to like con their. Everybody has immense amounts of confidence in yeah. uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies until later. You see like Rear Rear Mirror and Psycho when people start to have start to seem normal. Yeah. Um, Normalish, but normal, anyways, yeah. we should probably uh, wrap it up. Wrap um, it up. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, not sure who's we're doing next week, um, but. We'll be doing an episode next week. Uh, But thanks for listening. Um, And uh, Godspeed, everyone. Godspeed. Bye. God, uh, stay clean, Spider-Man. Bye. Bye. I sleep in late another day. Oh, what a wonder. Oh, what a waste. It's a Monday. It's so mundane. What exciting things will happen today. The yard is full of hard rubbish, it's a mess, and 
Not that good at breathing. 